Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm your host, Joe Niehoff. I am joined by my brother, Bobby, tonight. So no John Merrick. I know for uh, the DFS DraftKings He's probably one of the most uh, educational. So we're going to do our best here to give you our insight for what we feel like could be a good team this week in uh, the DFS games that many of you play. So to start our night off, sadly, we got to talk about the recap from last week. So first of all, uh, many of you know that listen to us that if you beat all three of us so-called experts that uh, you get your name thrown in the drawing essentially for a bottle of whiskey. So, you know, congratulations, everybody that's gotten at least one name in. Yeah. Uh, I will say that this week was uh, there was only week. there was. So to be fair, there was only seven people that beat us this last week. Yeah. Um, but that <laughs> seven was everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair. Be there, so, seven. <laughs> oh my god, that was impressive. Uh, I believe Bobby, you had the high score of the uh, the expert. You're the top expert this week. Yeah. So congratulations to you on that. Uh, I will say congratulations to uh, the madness with 183.6 points. That's a pretty good week. Um, we've told you multiple times uh, somewhere in the 220s to 250 range is going to win you. I just give you a chance at the millionaire if you play it. Um, and uh, 183 is not a bad score. You're definitely taking off some money. Now, I will say on a side note to this, I think um, apart from week one, when I was the top expert, um, I've done a pretty piss poor job of picking my team for yeah. the. And what I mean, I don't mean like in general, I mean for that specific game we play. I usually make about two to three millionaire teams a week. And I've won money every week in millionaire. Uh, Not a ton, but basically made my money back or very close to it every week. But every single week, other than apart from week one, where I picked my second best team to go into the Football on the Rocks League, I've picked my dead last team (laughs) to go into the Football on the Rocks League. So it's not been impressive for me. Um, no, that's not good. Yes, yes. Not, not good. Yep. But uh, anyway, so congratulations to everybody. Uh, and uh, for those that listen to us, the ones that have made it uh, and got themselves some, at least a chance at a bottle of whiskey, Thumb Madness, like we just talked about, Kay Walt, Huggy Bear, Pedro the Lion, Caleb Does Fantasy, Mo Show, and Be Caldwell, or Be Called We Won, Brandon, I know you very well, buddy. Congratulations. I think that was his first week playing with us. Um, so congratulations to Brandon. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at. That's kind of what we got going on for uh, last week. Any any comments on your team from last week, Bobby? Um, it 
it uh, was pretty standard for me in terms of like how I've been doing in this league so far. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at the last <clears throat> the last three weeks for me. I have taken out of uh, 10, 13, and 11 people, I've taken 8th, 11th, and 9th. So, <laughs> yeah, my teams yeah, are not that you, great. Huh? Um, yeah. You know, it was it was my personal best. I got 124 in in this format. Uh, this is not a great year for me so far. I did actually have one team that I actually threw some money on, um, and I I won 10 bucks off off of a quarter. There you go. So uh, that yeah. was a nice that was a nice little return on my investments there. Yeah. Um, had I been able to uh, put that team into this lineup, nobody would have beat me. Um, yep. and, and it would have been something to finally brag about here. But yep. instead, I uh, don't got all too much to talk about. Yeah. You um, know, the, the, the most disappointing part about me uh, this week was that I was right on a number of things. If you listened to me and you made it very based true. off of what I said, you would have been very happy. I hit yeah. on McLaurin. I hit on Dawson Knox and sta- and having mm-hmm. him be a part of a stack in uh, Buffalo. I, yeah. I was, I had some good thoughts and insights. And you just didn't take your own advice. Well, I, and I, but that's the thing is, I did just not on the team that I put in the football on the rocks one. So I think I've learned my lesson, um, and I'm going to make sure that uh, I don't do that again. So my team will look eerily close to what we discussed tonight i can tell you that right now (laughs) (laughs) so let's dive into it so uh the first thing is the stacks of the week um bobby let's go to john's team he did make a team for us just to have us something to talk about as far as his insight and kind of what he thought um what i've seen in his in his stack first of all a stacks if you don't know what a stack is it's a quarterback stack with a wide receiver running back or tight end um, historically, teams that have a stack or even a double stack um, with a co- with a comeback player, as we call it on the other side, those are the ones that tend to do very, very well if you guess the game right. So this week, John's stack and really double stack with the comeback is featured in the Minnesota Viking game, which I'm not surprised by that. I don't know about you, Bobby. You know, the Vikings have had a pretty – piss poor defense against the pass mm-hmm. you gotta assume that they take hopefully a lead in this game against detroit this week so yeah. detroit minnesota so i'm not surprised to see john have that out there the difference is, is john has his stacks uh in this case with uh jared goff uh quintez cephas and uh tj hawkinson yeah. So and that that's not a horrible stack, especially given that there's a possibility that I believe Cam Dancer might miss this game. Uh, he he did uh, top positive on a COVID test from what I saw this afternoon. So Vikings secondary, which isn't much to talk about already, loses one of their not so great corners and that that position just gets all the more <laughs> well, worse. I, well i will say cam did better last week as dancer did i feel like than breland's done all season so it is it is potentially a, a downgrade and, and having breland come back into the lineup um and covering really an outside wide receiver the question is which one is it going to be um because that's the guy that if you can pick a, a perfect target it's whoever Brashad breland is is covering is is kind of the guy you want to go with 
in my opinion. So I do think having a piece of that game is, is probably a good call. Um, I will caution some people. So here's my little advice on this. Uh, I think the Minnesota Vikings defense is better than what they've been. And I've said this all year. I feel like it was proven a little bit last week against Cleveland, who's not a bad – I mean, by no means is Cleveland considered a bad offense. I mean, they, they've run up the scores against a number of teams this year. Uh, they scored 14 points. And honestly, they shouldn't even have had 14 points against the Vikings. Um, but a, a BS pass interference call in the end zone was part of that. So – Anyway, and like so, 17 chances inside right. the five to finally yeah. get it in. Right. And it yeah. was, anyway, again, Homer fans here. So you can probably understand a little bit of that for us. But yeah, we shouldn't uh, have won that game by any means either at all. No, we didn't deserve it. But I will say that. Well, it doesn't matter. We won't get into that. Um, so I, I will caution. I, I'll put some caution out there. OK, I'm not saying that this stack is a bad idea. I, I do. I, I probably have one team at least of the two or three that we make that has a very similar stack to what John's got going on here. The difference is I might be more attracted to like, you know, um, like the, the Viking side of things like offensively, I think they're going to be better because defensively Detroit is just not good. Um, I think they're, you know, going off of what, what we've seen from the Vikings minus a game where they have to play against, um, two of the best defensive ends in the game. Uh, you know, I think our offensive line has been much better than what we saw against Cleveland. So I think if you're going to go look for points, I think Minnesota is the one that's going to get about 30 to 35, maybe, you know, kind of in that at least 30 range, I would hope. Um, and Detroit's probably going to be the ones close to, you know, 14 to 20, somewhere in that range is where I kind of see Detroit this week. Um, and again, not a bad pick, but you're going to hope for some scrap points at the end of the game. Right. What's the stack you like, Bobby? Well, that, that's kind of one stack that I was looking at is in a similar fashion. Um, I'll probably end up changing some of it, but it, uh, it does kind of allow for you to get some higher price players later on. Uh, one stack that I was looking at was Jacoby Brissett at Tampa Bay. Um, he's only 5,200. We talked about how Tampa Bay does give up a, a fair amount of receptions. Um, they're, they're highly passed against them. There's a very good chance that Miami is going to be losing in this game, especially at Tampa Bay and, and, uh, stacking him with, a, another cheaper option of in Jalen Waddle, who's only 4,800 again, going against that pass defense, which gives up all those receptions can be a highly targeted player in a game. And then doing a kind of comeback double stack on the other side with Godwin and Antonio Brown. Um, So a lot of exposure to that one game, but definitely something that has the the pop off pretty big for you. Yeah, very good. I I like that. Um, Good. So one of the stacks that I like, I'm going to give you guys two stacks for me. Um, And one of the stacks I'm going to talk about first is Dallas and the Giants. They are an afternoon game, 425. Um, And there is something to say about that. I know John's kind of a fan of those afternoon stacks. And the the reason why I like it is because you have a lot of options in that game. So if you plan on playing, say, four players in that game, it would be a double stack and a comeback player. You could really be flexible on which ones you choose based off of how your morning games go. So, like, for example – um, let's say I go with uh, Dak, right? So if I go with Dak at quarterback, uh, 
then I'm probably going with Schultz um, as my tight end. He's 4,400, not too expensive. And I can also go with a, a wide receiver in that case, uh, you know, from Dallas. Um, and this could be, you know, I'm looking at just from a, a, a wide receiver standpoint. Uh, I'm probably going Cooper. Um, he's questionable this week. He's 6,100, but he's kind of been the guy, as most people know. But I can also, if I really want to, put a guy in that flex spot, in, and and I can I can flex in if I wanted to, like a Zeke or a Pollard. But something on Zeke here, he does have a questionable um, tag next to him because of discomfort in his knee. Who knows if that's going to amount to anything. But if Dak doesn't play, Pollard becomes a stud at 5,600. Um, and even if Zach uh, Zeke plays, I think Pollard could be a good play. So I have yeah. some flexibility there, right? On the other side, if I want to have a comeback player, I could easily go with, uh, you know, Tony, who is 4,000, but every other uh, wide receiver in front of him is questionable. And in his first real week of playing last week, the guy had six catches for 78 yards. So I'm getting a wide receiver at 4,000. He had nine targets. I mean, I like those numbers, right? Yeah. So he could be a guy, again, playing probably more of a slot-ish type role. Um, and, again, playing against Dallas, who's yeah. who's not necessarily held teams to nothing as far as point scores go. Um, so I'm looking at that. I like it. Um, and at the end of the day, that's kind of a, 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 a game I'm targeting. The other one <clears> – excuse me. The other one I'm targeting – uh, is actually Las Vegas. So listen to this. Las Vegas is playing Chicago. And one thing about Chicago is they've given up a ton of points to a slot receiver. Okay? And one guy that's been really consistent for Vegas is Hunter Renfro. So you got Renfro, who last week got six catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. The guy is 4,900 in this, ma- in this, in this uh, format. He's averaging right at 14.7 points per game, okay? He's at 13, 10, 18, and 16.5. So if I got a guy that's going for 5,000, Bobby, how many points do I want from him to feel like I got value out of him? 1,500. You want three times their dollar. Yep, 15-ish, right? And I feel like with a team that's in Chicago that's kind of been giving up points to the slot position all season, playing in Las Vegas on a 4 o'clock start, another late game, I like having him. And before last week, do you know how many points um, David Carr had been getting? He was he was a top uh, top passer in terms yeah. of yardage for the season up until that point. Yeah, he was averaging like twenty seven points a game in this yeah. format, which is a great. He's he's sixty one hundred. You get 27 yeah. points out of him. You're happy as a clam, right? Yeah. You're so getting almost four times. He's thrown at least two touchdowns every single game. They've been throwing the ball a good bit. He's a good option. So, And then on the Chicago side, I think I go with, like, Damian Williams. You know, if he's playing, mm-hmm. I go with the Damian Williams. Again, cheaper-ish, healthy, going to be the main running back. I don't – and maybe I go with Darnell Mooney because clearly Fields likes him. So there's some options, again, I feel like you well, got in that game as well. And one thing on Mooney, who you know I like, um, he's actually led the Bears in targets in each of the past three weeks. And he ranks eighth in the NFL in target share with 31% and seventh in air yardage share at almost 
of his of his yards is air yards. Uh, and so that's where your big play potential comes, and that's where you're getting really high scoring plays. And at his price, it's hard to pass him up. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Dalton Schultz earlier. I'm going to name all of the people that all the other tight ends out there that have a higher percentage of uh, targets per route run through this point in the season. So not not just in the last couple of games, but through this fourth game here. Okay. Um, Darren Waller. That's the list. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. As soon as you stop. Uh, and, and, it's, it, and, it? And, and Darren Waller is a 25%. Schultz twenty four. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there. when he's running a route, he's getting a target every fourth time he's running well, a route. And and the crazy thing is, is he's not like he's not by himself as a tight end there. Like they, Jarwin gets a lot of touches also. So it's kind of crazy right. when you think of it that but, way. But Imagine if Jarwin, he was the Jarwin's only out there. Right, Jarwin's out there running these routes too, but he's not getting the targets. Right, that's the whole point of it all. Is that Schultz. Yeah. Is the guy that is getting the targets when he's running the routes? Oh, he's out on the field. Tight end. Um, I did want to mention this because this is part of the reason why I like that New York Giants um, Dallas game. I think a kind of sneaky secret play this week could be Evan Ingram. Okay. Uh, now, hear me out. With all those wide receivers not necessarily being healthy, um, Evan Ingram could be a sneaky play. Six targets. He's played two weeks, he's gotten six targets each week. And they, for whatever reason, like to hand him the ball to run it at the goal line. <laughs> Who are you it's talking kind of about? Evan Ingram, the tight end for the Giants. I was going to say, hand, yeah. you said hand the ball off, and I got they very do. confused. I'm not even kidding you. They, they hand <laughs> they it off every once in a while. It's crazy. Last week, you got, a, uh, I think, a ball at the goal line and lost yeah. three yards. But they like to kind of give them the football in that little area. So, and any- how infuriating as someone who could have uh, Barkley, uh, Barkley, <laughs> just like you handed it to the tight end to give it to exactly. Barkley, he's better. Really, the tight end. So right. anyway, I think he could be, and he's thirty two hundred. I mean, if I'm looking at that, all I need is what nine points, and I'm right. technically on that. That streak of, of what I want, I think he could be somebody that gets a touchdown this week against a uh, Giants well, Dallas game. And, and it's guys, series. it's guys like that that open you up to be able to get some other guys. And that brings me to kind of talking about running backs here. So I said, you know, this Jacoby Brissett with Waddle, uh, that is actually only ten thousand. That that stack right there. Um, pair him with those Tampa Bay wide receivers that I was talking about. Then it actually allows you to grab Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt. Derrick Henry is the most expensive player this week at nine thousand. Uh, he's going against Jacksonville. I don't know if you know this, but Jacksonville is just plain not good. Um, and Kareem <laughs> Hunt. Flash. Is, <laughs> Kareem Hunt is actually the uh, the fantasy wise better running back in Cleveland. He has more fantasy points through four games. They're playing against the Chargers. He'll be able to get some uh, receiving yards. He'll get some work, uh, you know, even inside the twenties, like we've seen. And so uh, he's almost he's become only... a little bit of their goal line back, which is and, crazy when you think about it. And he's it. only he's only fifty eight hundred. You yeah. can get right now someone who is in the I think he's in the top ten in PPR. Um, I'll have to double check where he's actually at, but someone at that rate. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to pass that up. That's for sure. Yeah, 
I agree. I agree. Well, let's and, get, and so let's grabbing get that the, a little sack. bit of the position well, ranking. So you obviously got them at running back. Um, also, you know, I'll touch on a, a quarterback that I'll let you get into, and I'll name one of my running backs. Um, Just real quick, Kareem uh, Kareem Hunt is number seven position in PPR. That's not bad at all, my friend. Not bad at all. All right, so uh, a quarterback, if you're looking just for somebody cheap, um, somebody at a discount, I actually kind of like uh, Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, playing against Tennessee, they've been proven to not have the best of defenses. Uh, I think he could have a decent week. That's not really the guy I want to highlight, yeah. though. Um, I've already mentioned Derek Carr. Uh, the guy I do want to talk a little bit about is somebody that uh, might surprise you, Bobby, because I know you do your little research on the defenses, and the Carolina Panthers are playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles don't give up a lot of points to wide receivers. They've statistically actually had a decent season with that. Um, but I do like Sam Darnold this week. Part of the reason why I do, first of all, we, most people have seen what he's done. I mean, he's averaged 26 points. Uh, almost 27 points a week. Last week was a great week for him. But I think what he did last week is similar to what we might see from him this week. They're going to get down the field. It's going to – he could run in a couple. Uh, if he runs in one touchdown and throws for two, you're happy. Um, but mm-hmm. overall, Philly, even though they're good against wide receivers, defensively they've given up 42 points, 41 points. Uh, they did have a good game against Atlanta where they gave up six uh, and San Fran. It was 11 uh, 17, but you know, you're looking at these high powered offenses that they send, tend to face every once in a while. And it's ugly. Um, we'll see if Carolina can do that to him, but Carolina's put up some points. So that's my highlighted yeah. quarterback. Sam yeah. Donald. Philly, Philly only allows at least to this point, they're right middle of the pack. They're about 20 points per game allowed to the quarterback position through yeah. on average. And he's 6,600. So you're looking at, you want about 20, you want about 20, you'd be happy. 24, you'd be really happy. You know, you get close to the yeah. range, you're rocking and rolling. Right. And if you hit some of those bonuses, if you get a rushing touchdown, I mean, you're going to easily get to those. Yeah. Yeah. You got a quarterback you like? Um, I, looking at that cheaper option again, I'm very interested to see what Justin Fields can do, especially now that they're finally committing to him. Um, and we already talked about John L. Mooney and uh, what, what that defense could potentially do. Um, or, or going up against that defense, they could potentially do, I should say. Um, and then kind of looking at, again, they don't really allow a lot of points, though. I mean, they're 12th best in the league at only 18 points per game allowed, Las Vegas is. Um, okay. But I think Justin Fields, now that they're finally committing to him, they might allow him to open it up a little bit, get some rushing, um, do some of those things that we saw in the preseason um, he's got a couple games under his belt now, and so a little bit more confidence. Um, that really, I mean, I'm kind of highlighting the the cheaper quarterbacks this week. Um, the team that allows some of the most points to quarterbacks, we're talking Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Washington. They are three of the worst in terms of what they're they've been giving up on average. And so, if you can grab and feel comfortable enough. Um, grabbing what's his name, uh, Winston. I mean, nobody else is really going to be on Winston, so especially in a tournament play, that would be a, a pretty sneaky and, and kind of a fun play. Um, Kansas City plays on Sunday night, so they're not going to be a part of this. And then uh, Tampa Bay, we already kind of talked about in that way, and that's part of why I like um, Mr. Brissett. Yeah, good. 
Good. All right. Uh, on the running back side, uh, you've already mentioned a few guys you like, so I'm going to d- jump into two that I like. I mentioned Damian Williams. I'm not going to go in-depth on that one. I think he's pretty obvious. I did mention mm-hmm. uh, Tony Pollard. I do really like Tony Pollard this week. So he's a, he's a risk. If you do take him, he's a little bit risky just because you have uh, Zeke that's really dominated that backfield for the most part. Um, but when, it, when a guy doesn't participate due to discomfort in their knee, uh, on a Thursday or on a Wednesday practice, um, you begin to look and say, okay, is he going to play? I really like this play if Zeke is questionable coming into the day. Does that make sense? So yeah. people are going to lay off of uh, um, Pollard if they think Zeke is going to play. So if everything is saying Zeke's going to play, I really begin to like Pollard because – even if Zeke plays, they're a lot like the Vikings. Like, they're not going to throw too much risk on that player. Like, obviously, Delvin got hurt last week in the middle of the game, and he sat out, like, for, I don't know, was it two or three series, and he came back at the end of the game and had a couple carries and made some big runs. So, like, could, could, that what tells me is that Cook could have played, but they did not want to risk it, right? Right. Um, they wanted to keep him game fresh. And, about, right. You know, un, uncertain. Right. Um, so, I think that's kind of what you might see, and, and Pollard has – kind of a big play capability that you get excited about. Um, so that's one. And then the other guy, like for a lot of similar reasons, I hate to say it, um, is uh, Madison. Andrew, uh, Alexander Madison. Alexander yeah. Madison. You got to look at the week that, that Cook was out and didn't play. He had 26 points. We're playing against Detroit. You'd think that the Vikings, mm-hmm. again, will take things a little bit easier on Cook this week. Even if Cook does play, I don't know that he's going to play – the type of full workload that you'd expect or right. that you'd want. Well, um, and, and the sad thing with that is that the Lions do give up kind of the second most points to uh, two right running backs, backs yeah. at almost 30 per game. Yeah. Um, and, and so if you're, let's say you cut it in half and distribute 15 to each, you're not excited about that. You want, you want that 24 points. You want the, yeah, you want Bulk the big that. But that's why I kind of lay off of Dalvin because he's 8,400. And yeah. if, listen, if Dalvin was fully healthy, I think he's the play. He's a better play this week than what Henry would be just be yeah. at the price point, right? Um, but he's not. So I, I think I like the Madison play. The last guy, I'm just going to mention this name to pay attention. Edmonds for Arizona has a shoulder issue he's nursing. Shoulders for running backs are problems so pay attention if Edmonds is out you got to go James Conner he could be a big big player this week yeah all right wide receivers um as I mentioned before Washington gives up a lot of points to quarterbacks which means they give up a lot of points to wide receivers um and so in that you want to take a look at okay well who is going to be my guy is that wide receiver to target um you know Marquez Callaway it definitely comes to mind right away. Um, and so he might be a, a kind of higher-owned, cheaper play. Callaway's only 4700 Um There's Deontay Harris as well. He had eight targets last week. Got you 10 points if you were playing in uh, uh, the fantasy there. Um, so a couple options for you to be able to target there. The Titans also give up a ton of points. Not so much to quarterbacks. It's kind of odd. They give up. Um, Tennessee is kind of middle of the road 
21 or so points to quarterbacks, but they give up almost 46 points to, to wide receivers each week. Um, and so that is another game that, I mean, you mentioned earlier, uh, a, a game to target now. That's Jacksonville wide receivers. You mentioned the quarterback earlier, and so that's where you can, can get creative with some stacks with uh, Marvin Jones, with uh, Chark out. He got thrown on IR earlier this week. You got Chanel, with, uh, who you are going to have a lot more confidence in. And if you want a dart throw of all dart throws, uh, Tavon Austin is only 3,000. He's a familiar name, at least, to a certain degree, um, and someone that you can grab for ultra cheap. Yeah, and he got a little attention last week. You actually named one guy that I was going to highlight, uh, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, the reason I, why I'm highlighting him is is just to give you guys this picture. He had 28 total targets in four games. Yeah. So he's getting attention, um, and that's, a, that's, a, a, that's something you want at $4,800 on the uh, DraftKings, that's a good price and playing against a very soft matchup. Um, the other guy I'm going to mention, I'm just going to say this just real quickly. Um, I think this is a good week for Devontae Adams. Um, last or two weeks ago against San Francisco, he had 34 points, uh, 12 catches, 18 targets. Last week, he had 11 targets, six catches, 64 yards. Pittsburgh has a pretty decent uh, secondary. Cincinnati doesn't. Uh, I, you know, if their best corner and in, in as a Viking, we remember Trey Waynes. He's known in Minnesota, in my opinion, for a lot of pass interference calls. Um, he's kind of been okay, but he looked pretty poor last week for his first game back in like a year and a half. Um, so I do like Devontae Adams. I, I think he's a good play this week as well. Yeah. It's hard to say, like, don't play Devontae Adams. Well, it always is hard to say don't play Devontae Adams, but, you know. You get the idea. Um, real yeah. quick, tight ends. I uh, won't spend much time here. You got anybody you want to highlight? Um, the guy that I like, John U. Smith, he scored a touchdown last week. Um, and Houston gives up about nine points a game to, to uh, tight ends. He is only 3,300. And again, the, getting a really cheap guy at a couple of positions allows you to grab the guys like Derrick Henry, who might be otherwise prohibitively um, – uh, priced, so that's one yeah. guy that I'm I'm targeting. Uh, Titans also give up a lot of points to tight ends, along with who is this? The Atlanta Falcons. Those are kind of the three towards the bottom. Those are guys giving up you know twelve ten points per game to the tight end position alone, and so a um, couple of just teams to target. When it comes to tight end, that seems to be a trend, especially towards the end of the season. It's not necessarily players that you're playing, but teams that you're targeting going against. Yeah. And that seems to be the, at least the early season trend is give me my tight end against Tennessee, give me my tight end against Atlanta, give me a tight end against, um, actually against New England, um, against the Jets. These are guys that you want to be playing. Yep, I agree. Uh, and for me, you've heard a couple from me already. Schultz, um, you know, he's a decent price. I think 4400 is a good price for him going against a Giants team that is not great against tight ends. Um, and then, uh, of course, Evan Ingram. I, I think that could be a really sneaky play this week. If I'm going to pick one guy that, you know, I'm going to, you know, bet my hat on, so to speak, um, as long as he plays, I'm, I love TJ Hawkinson this week. 
the Vikings defensively, again, against tight ends, uh, really against the pass in general, um, they are definitely uh, susceptible to that. I think Detroit's going to be behind the game, have to pass. The guy's average probably close to eight targets a week. I mean, he gets the ball all the time. They have 30, 30 total targets on the season uh, with the one kind of outlier game for him was Baltimore. So, you know, I think you can get – you can expect about 15 to 20 points from him. Um, so, I think you're getting – is at 5,500, you're definitely getting your points out of them for sure. Yeah. If you want to get a little squirrely with it, um, I mentioned um, that Miami stack with Waddle. Uh, throw Gasicki in there as well. Um, sure, he is yeah. a, he, he is a guy that when we were talking about the tight end, uh, that target share – earlier um he's actually a guy that has a 22 percent uh target per route run he, he is at 22 percent. so basically every fifth route he runs he's getting uh a target and let's say in this game let's say uh they are throwing the ball i don't know let's say 35 times he's gonna get at least seven targets uh, if that average uh holds out throughout that and Hopefully he catches, you know, five of them, say five for 50. Um, and that puts him 10 points. Uh, he's only 4,200. He's almost getting you exactly what you're looking for out of that 10 end spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think and, that's good. There's some good notes uh, for your DFS, for your DK, if anybody plays DraftKings. Um, you know, like I said, my team is going to have a lot of this on it this week. So <laughs> I'm not going to make that same mistake. So I've you know done the research. I like these guys. Um, and you'll see my, my team, uh, coming out. Hopefully, hopefully one of us can actually win a week, Bobby. Yeah. Right. We can maybe like do it's almost, and I've said this to some, uh, some of our other listeners that it's almost like we're wanting to lose. Right. <laughs> like yeah like it we don't really want to like why, but, no we want to lose so that you guys can win a bottle yeah, of whiskey from us. we we want people <laughs> to have chances and it's more fun when you have more chances um but i want to dominate this week i want to do really good tonight. yeah see the I'm only hoping thing about the teams to lose is is my ego will never let that happen no never <laughs> so that's the thing we're trying really hard but like it just doesn't work <laughs> it's almost like we're trying too hard that's yeah, what i feel like i've done the last couple weeks try less hard try less try less win more <laughs> yes <laughs> there you go all right uh, let's wrap this up so i always like to wrap up with millionaire from last week some of you may like me talking about this bobby thinks it's pointless but that's okay um so millionaire last week scored 255.32 points that's the highest millionaire so far for the season a guy named jay zinzer congratulations to that dude who probably doesn't listen to us his stack was dak and schultz so that's something to know his comeback player in that game was DJ Moore, who had a phenomenal game. And he had a little bit different approach. He did have a one stack with a comeback player, but then everybody else, he just kind of got it right. He picked Barkley. He picked uh, Cordero Patterson. He picked Debo Samuel. Uh, he picked Davis out of the uh, New York Jets. And then Montgomery, and he had Buffalo's defense, who shut out Houston. So... Just, you know, a little bit different approach, but just got them all right. And if you get them all right, which is impossible to do, you're going to win a million bucks. Let's just be real. So congratulations to that, dude. Um, hopefully all of you are giving your best shot to, to win those things. If, if you ever do, Bobby, what do we want? What, what, what? If they ever win the millionaire, what are we looking for? You say it every week. 
Oh, just like give me some money. Yeah, give me some money or let's let's have a beer together. Right? <laughs> oh, or if you one. don't, it wasn't like if you don't, then I'll buy you a beer or something. Like that. <laughs> anyway, I, I have no idea. I wasn't paying attention. That's it's okay. classic though. That that's yeah. just kind of how these things go. Pretty typical from you. All right. Well, I enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week and and best of luck. And hope we get a, a few uh, more of y'all on our our league so we can enjoy that as well. Yeah. Peace out. Bye bye. Bye.